Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. This week, we're talking about Myrtle's Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. So, this was basically a plantation that General David Bradford was forced to flee from President George Washington's army in 1794 because of his leadership role in the Whiskey Rebellion. Why would you ever rebel against whiskey? I don't know. I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) Probably not. But, you know, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Uh, General Bradford arrived in Louisiana and obtained a land grant. So, Hmm. good news. Mm -hmm. We're on the up and up. Yeah, hopefully. Bradford built the plantation that was later named the Myrtles in 1797. He then died in 1808. Dun, dun, dun. So that was what, like? 10 years after he yeah. it? Wait, so what year was the Louisiana Purchase? 1709? 1708? 1708 was the Louisiana Purchase? So this was like during the Western expansion, so that's why yes. he got the land, right? Okay. Yes. And then his widow sold the land to her son-in-law, Clark Woodruff, a lawyer and friend of Andrew Jackson. $20 bill, baby. His, after his wife passed, his daughter and mother-in-law lived on the property until it was sold to the Sterling family. Ooh. And in 1834, Clark Woodruff sold the property to Ruffin Gray Sterling, who restored the plantation. Fourteen years later, the house was sold to Mr. Ruffin Sterling, who completed the mansion and the Grandier? Sure. What? Big word. That one can see today. So I'm assuming this giant, pretty structure. Ooh, ornamental ironwork. (laughs) The 125-foot-long veranda. veranda. It's like a patio. Have you never heard of this before? I don't know. Wild. They don't teach us this. They don't teach us this. (laughs) I'm not educated on it, okay? (laughs) That's okay. So the veranda is noted for its ornamental, that's another big word. Ornamental, I just said it. Wow, I don't listen very well. I need some help. For its ornamental iron work. Wow. The Sterling family held the plantation until 1894, after which it passed through a succession of owners. Restoration efforts on the gracious one-and-a-half-story country house began in the mid-1970s, and the house was built in two halves. The first half was built in 1796, and the house doubled in size in the mid-19th century 
restoration on the southeast side of the building. Ooh, so this is a big, beautiful house in the south. It's a big plantation. Obviously, they were big, slaves. Big house. And it was a big, big house with lots and lots of rooms and lots and lots of ghosts and oh, lots and no. lots of tables. It's a oh. big, big house. Are we having flashbacks to uh, <laughs> childhood? I know. Childhood memories. This is great. Ooh, okay. Well, this one does have actually a really, really good haunting history. So um, it's said that this home has at least 12 ghosts. So, you know, like one per room, right? Um, well, so these 12 ghosts, it's said that there was actually 10 murders at the house. Um, but there's only one for sure that's like on the record. Oh, no. Um, so, uh, Chloe, um, a slave owner that was owned, or uh, excuse me, Chloe, a slave that was owned by Clark and Sarah Woodruff, um, was actually forced to be Clark's mistress. Um, another legend has it that she would actually listen to Clark's dealings through the keyholes. And after being caught by Sarah or Clark, her ear was cut off and she was forced to wear a turban. Um, so she, of course, is known to haunt the walls because of, you know, this tragic history that happened. Oh, no. Um, Chloe supposedly baked a cake containing an extract of boiled and reduced oleander leaves, which are actually poisonous. Um, and then, you know, she was trying to feed it to the family. There are also various legends that diverge, that diverge um, as to why she did this. Um, she was a suspect, um, with some saying she was getting revenge on the Woodruffs. And um, some was saying that she was actually attempting to redeem her position by curing the family of the poisoning. So she was going to poison them, and then only she would know what was happening, and then she was going to, like, help, you know, nurse them back to health. And so she would get, you know, her standing back. That's such a messed up way to get a position back. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like more is the revenge side of things. I mean, imagine working at the great grocery store that we once worked at. Mm -hmm. And, like, getting demoted. Yeah, and then being like, oh, I'll just poison you guys. Yeah. And then just... I'll be able to heal you. Yeah, and then just like, oh, you did such a great <laughs> thing. Here's that <laughs> job title that you we demoted you from. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Yeah, but this was slavery, so we can't really compare it to... Uh, this was literally owning another human being, which is very so not okay. They don't own us at that grocery store? Cause I, swear, I mean... It felt like it. It felt we like We do all us. sell our bodies into this capitalistic society. But I am never going to compare anything we've ever been through to I the mean, horrific terrors that true. other people in their true. past have been through. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all I can think of right now is in the movie The Help, where she like bakes a shit pie. <laughs> that is my favorite part. Yeah, she literally is like, movie. oh, here, I got you pie. You just ate my shit. <laughs> that is... Oh, my. <laughs> um, so anyway, so according to legends, um, her plan actually backfired. Um, so only Sarah and her two daughters ate the cake. Um, and they actually all died from the poisoning. Oh, no. So, so like, what? Like, so sad. Um, so even if she was trying to nurse them back to help, they all ended up dying. Um, so again, I'm leaning more oh. towards the revenge aspect of it rather than the trying to improve your status by baking a cake up. Poison. Yikes. Um, so Chloe was then supposedly hanged um, by the other slaves and thrown into the Mississippi re River, either as a punishment or to escape punishment um, by Clark Woodruff himself for harboring her. Oh, no. So other slaves actually ended up being the ones to murder her. Are you crying? Yes. I know. It's it so sad, but then so, like, 
I probably do it. Just kidding. No, I want it. <laughs> the truth comes out. So um, there's actually no record of the Woodruff family actually owning any slaves um, by this name or anything that would support this legend, but it is an ongoing story that was told. Um, and the legends usually claim that Sarah and her two daughters were poisoned by Mary Octavia. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the legends usually claim that Sarah and her two daughters were poisoned, um, but Mary Octavia survived well into adulthood. So that was one of their daughters, oh. Mary. Um, How lovely. So there are some saying that they died. There are some saying that they survived. You know, it's... Yuck. This is how history is, especially when we're talking about the 1700s. We got a lot of hearsay. We got a lot of, you know, rumors going on. We got a lot of, um, you know, slave stories. They might have even used it as a way to, like, keep the position of power because um, they were like, oh, well, we'll just keep that on there. Why weren't we better at writing down history then? Because we were terrible people back then. We're horrible. We've accepted it. We are. We were terrible. I mean, we're still terrible people now. That's true. But people didn't want to record history because people were being so terrible. So, hot take. Um, so sad. <laughs> and then um, it's also said that Sarah James and Cornelia Woodruff were not killed by poisoning, but instead died of the yellow fever. Oh no! So you know how we oh. love those panoramas, those pan pandemics, those pan pandemoniums see and humanity survived to see yet another one i know maybe maybe we'll see what happens here <laughs> um so regardless of the factual accuracy of the chloe the chloe story some believe a woman wearing a green turban still haunts the plantation Ooh. so maybe the turban is worn to hide her cut off ear maybe it's just another woman in a turban oh. the world we never know there's actually um, also a mirror located in the house that supposedly holds the spirit of Sarah Woodruff oh, no. um, and her two children that died. Um, it's said that the mirrors were covered after Sarah and her kids passed away, but this mirror was overlooked, trapping their spirits in the mirror. Have you heard of that before? So Kinda. what they used to do uh, back in the day is whenever you would die, they would actually go around the house and cover all the mirrors in linens. Um, so they used to think, of course, the mirrors were portals to other dimensions, which, you know, like how like I remember being like five years old, sitting on the bathroom counter and like staring at myself in the mirror, being like, something's gonna happen. I hate mirrors anymore. Like something's gonna happen. I like I, I could like feel it. Like my intuition was buzzing. Nope. Like I was like, hmm. Nope. So um they they would basically go around the house and they would cover all the mirrors, um, ensuring that their spirits could find a way out. Um, so kind of the theory was that your spirit like left your body and then just kind of like bounced off all of the like walls until it finally figured out a way to escape. So kind of, um, so kind of like that one scene in Scooby-Doo, the yeah. live action with the little heads. <laughs> yeah, 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 actually. So that's really what they thought. Um, so literally your spirit would come out, it would like bounce around. And so what they would do is they cover all the mirrors and oh, then no. they would open the window. So like whatever room, um, again, if it was yellow fever induced, it actually helped out by, you know, helping with ventilation and, you know, cross-contamination and Yikes. making sure that uh, other people didn't get it. But, you know, they thought it was all about spirits and hoodoo voodoo, you know, all that jazz. Yikes. Um, so they would open the window and cover the mirrors. But since one was left open, oh no, they think that her spirit is still in there. Um, on occasion, they've seen handprints coming from the inside of the mirror. That's probably going to be the most irritating thing in the world. 
Yeah. Imagine cleaning that mirror <laughs> 500 different times and the imprints of yeah, it. like, come damn, off. it's on the other side of the glass. I guess I gotta die to get in there to clean it. Uh, your cleaning lady <laughs> just commits suicide so she can clean the inside of the mirror. I really hope the owner's got some death insurance or something oh liability. My God. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I got. I hope they have that Polter Pal Cash app. <laughs> they have it written into the contract. Oh, oh good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> there's also a variety of other legends surrounding the Myrtles. Um, the house is re- reputably um, built over an Indian burial ground. Oh, no. And you know what we say about Indian burial grounds? Why do we not learn? Why? I know. Like, literally every episode, we're like, oh, by the way, this was Native American land that was haunted. They tell us don't be stupid to begin with. If they left the land (laughs) to begin with because it was too scary for them, I think something's wrong. Well, this might have also, they said it was an Indian burial ground. So, you know, we forced people out of their uh, homes. As we've learned, (laughs) tragic. Still, but they also have the little earth spirit walkie people. They're like demons. They're like it's like the equivalent of a demon. Ooh, and they're called like skinwalkers or something. I'm so terrified of skinwalkers. Uh, Don't ever talk to me uh, about that's, skinwalkers. That's basically what it is. Anytime my cat's like acting funky, I'm like, are you a skinwalker? That, that's basically it's kind of like that. It's like a the equivalent of a skinwalker. So Ooh. it's like this giant linky thing. New episode coming soon. Oh, I know what your research this week is going to be. Oh, maybe no. next week. Okay. <laughs> no, we have a few other in the can ready. Um, so, of course, this was a, a reputably built over a Native American burial ground. Um, so it's actually said that there's a ghost of a young Native American woman um, who actually roams the area. Um, and they think it is that she was possibly buried there. I really hope that she's just protecting the land. Yeah. And not doing some spooky, scary Native American stuff. <laughs> spooky, scary skeletons. Spooky, scary ghosts. That's um, yikes. But yeah, so there's one of the ghosts um, that roams the land. And then actually during the Civil War, so again, we're going back to Civil War time, we're going forward into Civil War times, um, the house was ransacked by Union soldiers. Um, and legends claim that um, three people were actually killed in the house. Supposedly, there's a blood stain in the doorway, roughly the size of a human body, that will never come clean. Oh no! Mm-hmm. And then, um, the other legends say that cleaners have been unable to push their mop or broom even into that space. So even if they what? tried cleaning it, there's something stopping them. So it's just bound to be there for forever, unless they rip the wood up. Yeah. Which, good luck. Yeah. And again, if they're not even like, if the ghosts aren't even allowing them to come clean the space, I like to think they're going to let you renovate the space. That's true. Because a lot of times spirits get stirred up whenever you're like renovating their That's homes true. and everything. What was that? What's the one mansion that was in California that was getting like redone? And like they just started getting like real spooked and then they like had to quit the whole renovation project. It was like the one that based on House House on Haunted Hill or whatever Hill House. Oh, the ha- the haunting or was it haunting Bly- of Hill House? Bly Manor. Bly is Manor. it Bly Manor? I don't know. I think Bly Manor is the one that's like in a different, like that one's in London. Comment but. on our Instagram and tell us who, who which, what house that is. But I'm pretty sure it's like an actual like mansion, 
I don't know. Anyway, so that's what that's what I imagine um, hearing this. Um, you know, again. And now a word from our sponsors. All right, and we're back from our commercial break. Um, So what we had just talked about was um, about the Union soldiers ransacking the house, couldn't even put the broom in the space to clean up the blood. Um, And then the next thing we're going to talk about is the plantation is also reportedly haunted by a young girl who died back in 1868. Despite being treated by a local voodoo practitioner, she supposedly appears in the room in which she died and has been reported to practice voodoo on people sleeping in the room. Um, and of course, this is Louisiana. Um, so Yikes. I spent last, let's see, I can go, po- I'll post some pictures um, from my times in Louisiana. We just went um, actually earlier this year. Well, earlier 21. <laughs> this year. Oh my God, it's already 22. What yeah. the heck? I was like, Debbie, oh. only, we're only like three weeks in and you already went on vacation? No, I've not gone on <laughs> vacation. This was, I, oh my God, it was March of 21. I am losing my mind. This time frame is just going by so fast. Yikes. Um, but yeah, so we went to Mary Levu's House of Ooh. Voodoo. We went to, of course, um, the Coven House American Horror Story. Oh, um, that's cool. And then we went and saw like the, all the cemeteries. We did a ghost tour in New Orleans. Um, so all of the spooky things. Nice. Um, so I have some really awesome pictures, actually, from the Katrina Memorial um, from the hurricane. Um, so we went and did divining rods in the graveyard. Um, and I was wearing this like huge, like fluffy skirt. Um, and so my friend took some like very ominous, very eerie photos of us. Um, and I'm going to have to post them on our Instagram so you guys can see because they're gorgeous. Um, and just again, goes off all the creepy vibes. Um, so yeah. Um, so of course, again, voodoo was very prevalent in Louisiana during this time period. Sure, it still um, is. <laughs> and I'm sure, again, it, it still is. You know, it's the whole like, Creole uh, part of their, it's part of their culture. Yeah. Um, so um, this uh, little girl is said to practice voodoo um, to anyone who stays in the room. Oh, no. Um, and then there's also a ghost who reportedly walks, staggers, or crawls up the stairs and stops right at the 17th step. That's creepy. And why, why the 17th? Why not the 13th? I know, I know. It Keep it consistent. If we've talked about anything on God. this show, it's 13, 13, 13, and then they're over here saying the 17th stare. God, keep it consistent. If you're gonna <laughs> make, if there's only one reported, which is understandable because we've yeah. never kept up with the records, but still, yeah. if you're going to make up numbers, keep it consistent. I know, gosh. like Keep, keep your storytelling, Come too. On. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's actually believed that this was um, actually the guy that's the only recorded murder in this house so after all of that i told you there's actually only one again like i said all these are legends and stories um so the only actual reported death is william drew winter um so some have said that this you know ghost that like walks or like zombies up the stairs um is william drew winter and he's the victim of the only verified murder in the house so he was actually shot on the front porch of the main house, and according to the legend, he staggered or crawled up the stairs, dragging his gunshot wound with blood trickling behind him up the stairs, and then collapsed and died on the 17th step. 
Maybe that's the stain that they can't ever clean. You know, maybe. They're, well, maybe. I, you know, they said the blood was by the door. So. And he got shot at the front porch. Hmm. So. You know. It lines up. It does line up. So maybe that blood is from that. But you know what? Again, it. This house has so much history in it. That's true. You really, like, there's no verifiable answer. Like, any of these stories could be true. That's like, if true. I went into a house and like, yeah, we got 12 ghosts, I'd be like, sure. Like, definitely. A hundred percent. I believe I, you. <laughs> I would believe it. I'd be like, I, you know what? Sure. <laughs> I'd believe and it. And it's like, but. oh, but only one's on record. Like, for the record, only one murder has happened here. I'd be like, I'd be like mm, are you sure? Like, if, if they came at me, like, with that first and was like, mm, there's only one murder in this house, I'd be like, I'd be like, for the record, that's only one less lie that you could tell. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, 12 ghosts? Sure. One ghost? Mm, that's a little suspicious just little to suspicious. have the one. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, okay, if you're going to come in groups of 12, 12 ghosts, but you could just tell me you've won. I'm going to take that as Especially a Especially with all those legends <laughs> attached to the exactly. property. Like, there's no way. I'm like, there's no way. They're trying to they're trying to bamboozle us. Um, but then there are actually alternate stories. So, again, even this is a story. Because they, they said it's the only verifiable murder. Oh but then my. one of the alternate versions of his murder actually claims he managed to crawl up to the stairs and collapsed in his wife's arms on the 17th step. How sweet. Romantic. Um, they're like, you know what? What will make this story even better? <laughs> a wee bit of romance. Um, so yeah, he crawled up the stairs and then died on the seventeenth step. Um, so that is pretty tragic. Um, and then the Myrtles Plantation is actually open daily for tours, nine a.m. to five p.m. with mystery tours at eight p.m. Fridays and Saturday evenings. Oh, so yeah, that's all about the Myrtles Plantation. All right, and don't forget, we wouldn't be able to talk about these episodes without you. So please go support us on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash poltergals. And once you subscribe, you become a polter pal. pal. That's right. Don't look behind your shoulder. It's us, the the polter gals. And shout out to our baby ghost, Megan Lee. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. it. And if you'd like to join her, just like Debbie said, go mm-hmm. to Patreon. You can also email us any of your stories at thepoltergals at gmail.com. And you can also DM us on Instagram, Instagram and well Facebook. Facebook. So feel free to message us. Get spooky on our socials. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all for this episode. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Poltergals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.